Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, March 2nd. Uh, I hope that uh, wherever this finds you, uh, you are very, very well. For those of you who may be new to this podcast and tuning in and saying, who is this goofball on the other side? My name is Joe Zenk. I am a pastoral leader uh, within the Diocese of Green Bay. Um, what a pastoral leader means is uh, I uh, serve at three parishes, which does not have a priest in residence. The priests uh, that we used to have two retired. And so we now get a um, retired priests, two actually, to come in and um, take care of us sacramentally. Uh, and uh, and come in for weekends, come in for uh, reconciliation, come in for uh, funerals, uh, things like that. So we continue to get the sacraments. But my role as pastoral leader is the pastoral spiritual administrative leader of three uh, rural parishes in the Diocese of Green Bay. So every Monday through Friday, uh, I uh, try to take a look at um, primarily the gospel, although today I'm going to read the first reading. Uh, I'll take a look at the readings for the day and just kind of break them open on a subject that deals with our Catholicity and in, hopefully inspires us, hopefully invites us deeper into the Word or at least understand the Word or something gives us something to ponder for the rest of the day. Today's a little later getting this podcast out. It's about 1.15 uh, Central Time, uh, so less time to ponder today. But let's take a, a look at the first reading. It is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 1, verse 10, and verses 16 to 20. So let's break open the Word of God together. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Hear the word of the Lord, princes of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, people of Gomorrah. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. Redress the wronged. Hear the orphan's plea. Defend the widow. Come now. Let us set things right, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. Though they be crimson red, they may become white as wool. If you are willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the land. But if you refuse and resist, the sword shall consume you, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, something that our Jewish brothers and sisters constantly need to be praised for. Within their scriptures, within their holy books, and there are 46 of them, within those books, they kept readings like this, that air their own dirty laundry. If you were writing a memoir of your life, would you be so bold as to put in it the times where people had to redress you and correct you and say, you are getting it wrong. That's what the Jewish people did in all these prophetic writings that they did. And Isaiah, of course, is the prophet uh, par excellence. Um, he's, he, I mean, look at this first, the first two lines. 
Hear the word of the Lord, princes of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, people of Gomorrah. Well, listen, he's not talking to the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Those cities had already been destroyed, right? Just read Genesis. We know that. What he's doing is he's telling the people of his day, particularly Jerusalem, um, but other, you know, cities, I'm sure, in the environs. But he's telling them, you are no better than these people who were destroyed ages ago because of their decrepit and, and deceitful way of life and, and how perverse they were. That is who we are now. I mean, right out of the chute. Now, again, hear the word of the Lord. So, so Isaiah is saying, listen, this is not me. This is God saying that. He is saying, you are living in this perverse manner, as did Sodom and Gomorrah. And since we know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, we have to take a look at ourselves. I mean, again, the boldness of, of the Jewish people to do this, but how, how incredibly, uh, again, we should thank them for it all the time is because it's us. The Jewish people are an icon for all of us because we all carry within us those things, right? I mean, that is the truth. What I, the reason I, I, I read this reading today was not just for the beauty and, and to praise the, the Jewish people, although... Uh, that they are worthy of that praise. Um, the reason I did was that second paragraph. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. Redress the wronged. Hear the orphans plead. Defend the widow. Ah, it's so good. I don't know if I can wash myself clean. My, myself clean. I... I, I Again, not going to argue with Isaiah. He knows far more than I do. And I praise God that, that, you know, when it goes to that next paragraph, though your sins be like scarlet, they become white as snow. I love that image. I love that image. And I'm so grateful for it in the mercy of God, that, that it is God's goodness and love and, and forgiveness and mercy and, and, and life within me that, that, that um, makes my crimson as white as wool. Uh, it's just so beautiful. But uh, I love that idea. It, it, again, you know how yesterday I said sometimes the gospel is really simple? I mean, that line, it, listen, cease doing evil, learn to do good. I used to joke with a former pastor of mine. I'm like, hey, we need a short song, or, you know, a sermon today, short homily. You know, it, it's too hot out or whatever. We've got things to do. And basically, he'd say, all right, I just got to do the, you know, do good and avoid evil line. That's exactly where this comes from. That, that's really what it comes down to, right? Do good and avoid evil. But what does that look like? And, and this is the reason I, I chose this paragraph. Is, brothers and sisters, we are called to be people of justice. Now, that line doesn't surprise any one of you. Like, Zenk knows anything. No, of course he doesn't. We are called to be people of justice. But what does that mean? What does justice mean? We hear it all the time in our criminal system, in the court system. Oh, justice was done, which really is just a, another word for vengeance. And that's not what, what God is talking about here. I'm going to steal this story from Father Ron Rollheiser. And if you are not familiar with uh, Father Ron's work, oh, I urge you, become familiar. The man is so good. And um, uh, so this particular story comes from 
the uh, book called The Holy Longing, which is a great place to be introduced to Father Ron. But the story goes like this, because it's talking about justice versus charity and how both are needed. So the story goes like this. Imagine you are living um, in a city alongside of a river. And uh, one day you are out walking by the river and you notice that a body is floating within that river. And so you and some friends go out there into the river and recover the body. You realize it is still living and you bring it up and you uh, um, take it to people who will, will care for that person and, uh, and help them to come back to full strength. Well, you go back out to that river and realize there's another body coming. And you take it to where they can be, uh, you know, cared for. And you go back out to the river and more and more bodies are coming down this river. And so you develop all kinds of, of um, mechanisms for which these people could be cared for, places for which they can sleep, uh, food shelters which they can find food, uh, hospitals where they can, can be, the wounds can be nursed, and all these things to redress the wrongs that have been, uh, have been done to these people. And that is all called charitable work. That is all good and holy and just work. But justice, brothers and sisters, is not just going into the river and burying the dead and caring for them at the hospital or the food shelter. Justice is walking up the river to the place where this is happening and asking the question, where is this coming from, and trying our best to stop it. It, it looks at what is going on that is causing these this harm to befall these people rather than just being in a reactionary mode and um, caring for the people who are harmed in the grinds and gears uh, uh, up the river. That's the work of justice. And, and what Isaiah is, is asking us to, to do is saying, listen, redress the wrong." Hear the orphan's plea. Defend the widow. You all know this. I'm, gonna, I'm only going to say what you already know. But the orphan, of course, had no standing in society at all. They were voiceless. They were, they were, in a sense, they were tied to a family, but only to the degree that they could do work and, and assist the family life. They held no status within society. And the widow, the woman, was, again, also tied to the man in this patriarchal age that, uh, you know, their status and earning and, and it came from their husband. And if, in, in this case, they are widowed and the husband is dead, they had no means of, uh, by which to live. And so they were those who were voiceless and the poor and those on the fringe of society. And what Isaiah is telling us to do is say, listen, you people of Gomorrah, of Sodom, um, you are living in your own uh, perversity. You are living in your own uh, decrepit way, and you are not paying attention to those who have no voice, and you are certainly not looking at the gears uh, that are grinding up people. What? How, do, how, are we, how are we dealing with that? And so just as Isaiah was speaking to them uh, then, in, in such, again, in, in, to his confreres, to his contemporaries in cities such as Jerusalem, my friends, we have to be people of justice. We have to be people 
who are not only charitable, which is fantastic. That is one of the two arms with which our, our, uh, our faith invites us out. But we have to be people of justice who are willing to say, look at the systems. The systems are um, unfair and unjust. And only to the degree that we change them can we bring justice that they won't grind these people up anymore. Now, my friends, let me say this very clearly. I know what I say to be true, but that doesn't mean I'm good at it. Uh, I'm far, 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 did I say far? I'm far better at charity than I am at justice work. Uh, And I can say, oh, that's not my wheelhouse. I leave it to people that are better than I. But I really think I'm being, I think I'm being dishonest with myself is really that work is scarier. That work takes a, a, a thicker skin because when we do the work of justice, my friends, uh, you and I can expect uh, pushback, some strong pushback. I love the line, if you don't know the song uh, The Rebel Jesus by Jackson Brown, oh, get to know it. Jackson Brown is just fantastic anyway. Uh, he's a great storyteller, but uh, came out with a song, The Rebel Jesus, 10, 12 15 years ago, put it on his greatest hits album. Uh, and it's striking. He, he, he plays the role of prophet, and he, and he doesn't pull punches. But I'm going to read uh, the third verse here. And he's a bit cynical, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, and so here's what this verse says. We guard our world with locks and guns, and we guard our fine possessions. And once a year when Christmas comes, we give to our relations— And perhaps we give a little to the poor if the generosity should seize us. But if any one of us should interfere in the business of why there are poor, they get the same as the rebel Jesus. Isn't that fantastic? It's exactly what I'm saying. We need, my friends, to be people of justice who ask the larger questions. It's tough work, and, and, and we can't do it all. We can't do it all. Uh, maybe we can do one small area where we stand and say, there's a wrong here, and, and, and it has to be righted. And we know that we're going to be walking against the wind. Um, and, we, and, and God willing, we don't walk alone. Um, but we're called to be men and women of justice who speak up on behalf of the widowed and the orphaned and whoever we find today without voice and without status and without um, any, uh, just any semblance of, uh, of dignity within our current state of life. How do we become their voice and speak for them today? Isaiah would say, if we do, if we do, To the extent that we do, come now, let us set things right. If you are willing and obey, you shall eat the good things of the Lord. Now, I don't think God is reactive in the sense of waiting for us to do these, and he does it. And and then he gives, I think he he gives us the grace, and he he washes us clean, but then he invites us to walk out and treat others in a similar manner and set up systems that treat others in a similar manner. Um... If we're going to walk in the footsteps of our Savior, we have to have his strength. And this reading, it calls us to be women and men of strength. Let's pray. 
Uh, again, just invite you, whatever intentions are going on within you, um, whatever concerns based on what I said, and, and maybe we say, Lord, open our eyes to be women and men of justice. That What, what system do you invite me to be a part of uh, and, and to, to bring voice to today or tomorrow or in my life? That's a good intention to bring today. So let's do it. Let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second luminous mystery, excuse me, not luminous, the second sorrowful mystery is the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well, and I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow. God's peace.